Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. something on my heart message that I want to minister and deliver to you this this afternoon and I pray that it will be a, a special blessing a word of comfort a word of encouragement but also in it we will have some um, wisdom from our Heavenly Father in order to live acceptably in times such as these. What I want to speak to you about today is about a certain kind of believer who remains unshakable regardless of what the circumstances are in this physical natural world. So you may want to take a piece of paper and a pen and take notes. If you require me to send you my notes all you need to do is text me or email me and I'll send them to you. At the top of your notes, write the unshakable people of an unshakable kingdom. So I want to talk to you about a special breed of Christians who remain unshakable in the most trying times of adversity. And in order to lay a foundation, for this message, I would like you to turn with me to the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, and verse 28. We will read just one verse, verse 28. Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 28. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Let's read it once again. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Christians ought to be the most stable, unshakable, unafraid, and joyous people on the face of the earth. I say we ought to be this way because we are citizens of a kingdom that will never be shaken regardless of what goes on in this natural physical world. People who are born again by the Spirit of God Scripture tells us that we have a dual citizenship. We have a natural citizenship because we are born naturally in this world, but we also have a spiritual citizenship. And that's very important for us to know and understand our rights and privileges as citizens of the kingdom of God. 
Paul, speaking to the believers in Philippi, says to them in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you are born again by the Spirit of God, you have a citizenship that comes from heaven, as well as a natural one. Therefore, as citizens of heaven, we have been given certain rights, certain privileges, by virtue of our birthright, which are protected by the constitution of our covenant relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, knowledge of our citizenship rights and privileges will help to empower us to live differently from the rest of the world. Unfortunately, not many believers possess this kind of knowledge and as a result continue to live in a cycle of fear and uncertainty. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, God speaking through the prophet, he says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. In Isaiah 5.13, the Lord again speaks through the prophet Isaiah and he says, Therefore my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. God's kingdom has never known defeat, never known retreat, but only advancement. Our kingdom has never experienced lack, poverty or recession, regardless of what takes place in this natural physical realm. But it takes a revelation of the kingdom of God in all of its aspects before one becomes immovable in his faith. And how I pray that this kind of knowledge that makes us strong and immovable becomes part of every single one of us who believe in Christ, permeating every aspect of our lives. Paul prays to the Heavenly Father, asking that this kind of knowledge be given to the believers in Ephesus. It is a spirit-led prayer, spirit-empowered prayer, and it's the kind of prayer that we can pray every single day, not just for ourselves, but also for our loved ones. So let's look at this prayer together in Ephesians chapter 1, beginning with verse 15 through to 23. Ephesians 1, verses 15 through to 23. Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, 
according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. A powerful prayer that Paul prays for the church in Ephesus. Knowledge of God. Notice that he asks the Father for this one thing, to be given to the believers the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. Knowledge of God and how his kingdom operates enables the believer to live above the fear and the anxiety in which the world operates in. I believe that the most prized possession in our day is knowledge. Not natural or intellectual knowledge, but spiritual knowledge. And this is the knowledge that comes directly from the Word of God as interpreted to us by the Spirit of God. Blessed are all those who possess such knowledge and they live by it. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, the word says, The people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Notice that what strengthens us in our inner man is knowledge, the knowledge that comes from God. It empowers us to withstand and overcome all sorts of adversity. The word says in Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 5, a wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength. And right now, what we need more than anything else is an inward strength, a fortitude within our spirit and a mental fortitude that will enable us to withstand and overcome the crisis that we are facing. And in order to do that, we need to obtain the kind of knowledge that comes from God direct through his word. Now, these types of believers are the ones who know God in a personal and intimate way. And they serve him according to the word in an acceptable manner with reverence and godly fear. They know things that others don't know. They see and hear things that others don't see and they don't hear because their source of information is from another realm. It is from the realm of the spirit. They are more conscious of the unseen spiritual world than they are of this physical one. And they function in the realm of the supernatural in the most natural way. Now, someone may ask, how can I obtain this kind of knowledge? Where does one go in order to get this kind of knowledge that we're talking about? Well, I'm glad you asked the question because I'm going to share it with you. Proverbs chapter 2 
verses 1 through 6 are the instructions of our Heavenly Father to all of His children, both sons and daughters, giving us the secret to obtaining and living by the kind of knowledge that we are speaking about. And we're going to read these words in a moment. But what you and I need to do, we need to study these words, word by word, sentence by sentence, meditate on them, pray over them, put them into practice, and allow the Spirit to impart revelation knowledge to your heart and to your mind. Let's read these verses together. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1 through 6. This is how to obtain the wisdom and the kind of knowledge that is needed right now. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Now, the unshakable people in God's kingdom are those who receive the words of God and treasure his commandments. They don't just read the word. They treasure it. They consider the word of God far more valuable and precious than any earthly treasure. The psalmist said in Psalm 119 and verse 97, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. He also says in verse 127, Therefore, I love your commandments more than gold. Yes, than fine gold. You see, this special breed of people, they spend their days thinking and meditating on God's commandments, and they live by them. These are the ones whom Jesus said in John's gospel, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our abode with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. You can find the words of Jesus in John's Gospel, chapter 14, verse 21, 23, and 24. Can you just imagine our Heavenly Father and the Lord Jesus making themselves at home with us through the presence of the Holy Spirit? Can there really be a greater blessing than this? I doubt it. 
Here is the difference between someone who goes to church on Sundays, he hears the word preached, and someone who meditates in the word day and night because he treasures it and cannot live without it. Now, these special breed of believers, according to what we've read, they incline the ears to the wisdom of God and they apply the hearts to understanding his ways. In other words, they waste no time in inclining the ears to the devil's lies, nor do they give thought to his threats. They're not intimidated by him because their trust is in the Lord. They have unplugged from this world's views, opinions, and even systems. They don't feed on man's words, but on God's instructions. And Paul described this type of people as dead to the world. In other words, the world has no influence over their lives. In other words, the opinions of people don't influence them. Their threats of the enemy don't influence them. They're not listening to them. Their ears are only open to the Lord's words and his instructions. They have also renewed their minds as a result of that with the words of God to such an extent where they are able to discern between good and evil. They no longer partake of milk only, but of solid food because they have matured spiritually. And Hebrews chapter 5 verse 13 tells us, For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness for he is a babe. In other words, they're no longer babes. They've grown, they've matured, they've developed spiritually. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age or mature. That is those who by reason of use or practice have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. He's talking about our spiritual senses here, that they have been exercised through continually practicing the word of God. And that's what brings maturity. We don't just hear the word, we live by it. We practice it day in and day out, good times and bad times. They also cry out to God for discernment and they lift up their voice in prayer for spiritual understanding. Now, these are people with a consistent prayer life. They don't just pray when they are in trouble, or when they sick, when they are in adversity. They never seem to get through praying because they are in constant communication with the Father through the Spirit of Jesus. Notice how the scripture describes them. They cry out for discernment and they lift up their voice for understanding. Now that tells me that the heart is engaged in prayer, not just their lips. They are people of the heart and they reason from deep within their spirit. It's what the psalmist refers to deep calls unto deep. Psalm 42 verse seven. Finally, they seek they search, they knock for wisdom as they would seek for silver and for hidden treasure. 
And in their seeking, the Lord says they find the fear of the Lord and the true knowledge of God. It's one thing to know about God, but it's another thing to know God, to have an intimate relationship with him and to walk with him through the spirit. And they find the fear of the Lord. One of the things that is terribly missing in our churches today is the reverential fear of the Lord. I believe God will bring this fear back into his house through this crisis that we are going through. What I have just described to you is a person who is wholly devoted and sold out for God. This is not a part-time Christian or a Sunday morning Christian, but one who serves the Lord in an acceptable manner with reverence and godly fear. The knowledge he receives from the Word of God, because he's devoted to practicing it, enables him to walk by faith. The kind of faith that is based on the revelation of the faithfulness of God and his ability to do whatever he has promised. Now, let me share a personal thought here with you. And what I perceive and what I discern the Lord is doing behind the scenes through this crisis. I sense that this crisis we're going through right now, it's going to reveal the hearts of many. Those whose trust is truly in the Lord and those whose trust is somewhere else. Jeremiah describes this very well in chapter 17 and verse 5. He says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes. But its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. What a beautiful picture of a person who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord and no one else. He's going to be like a tree that is planted by the living waters, bringing forth fruit in due season, not withering, but thriving even in places of drought and adverse circumstances. And often, as we have discussed in the past, those of you who have been following me on our Sunday afternoon sessions, we've talked about the faith that is being tested through the trials of life. And often it takes a crisis such as this one to reveal the true state of our hearts. When the revelation comes through, we need to act though on it. When God reveals something to us about ourselves, is not so that, that we can feel condemned, no, so that we can rectify the situation, so that we can do something about it, so that we can take the necessary measures to redirect and realign our hearts and our minds with God's uh, work, with God's will and purposes in our lives. And we need, at this time, when God begins to shine his light on us, to take the appropriate steps and make sure that our relationship with the Lord 
is not lip service, but it's one that comes from the heart. We know God. We hear his voice. We are obedient to his commandments, to his instructions, and we walk with him in a reverential, godly fear. This crisis, I believe, is ushering the church into a season of self-examination, a season of prayer, and a season of repentance. I have been preaching repentance now for the last three months. I sensed in my heart the urgency to call God's people to genuine and true repentance. Repentance will prepare us. Repentance will set us in a place where we are able to overcome whatever the enemy throws at us. Behind the scenes, I believe God is redirecting his church and realigning us according to his will and purpose. You see, through the business of life, and through so many other distractions, I believe we were headed in the wrong direction because we've taken our eyes off of Jesus and now the Lord is arresting our attention. And through this, I believe the Lord will take us as we realign our hearts and as we continue to look to the Lord during this time of crisis. I believe the Lord will take the church into a new place. It's a place we have not been before. And I personally believe it's a place of righteous and holy living. A place of righteous and holy living. As we yield to him through the spirit, we will experience, I believe, his presence to a greater degree. And his comfort will become more and more tangible in our lives. And isn't this what we are after? And I pray the Lord will make these words life and light to you, that you will take this time of national lockdown. Most of the world is in a lockdown. We have nowhere else to run but the Lord, that we would take this time to wait on God, to study his word, to do things in the Lord that we have never done before, Take care of our families. Call people that we love to encourage them, to minister to them, especially during this time, and to examine our, our hearts and reevaluate the state of our hearts and our relationship with the Lord. David, in Psalm 139, prays a beautiful prayer, and he says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me, he says, in the way everlasting. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for your precious word. We thank you for your wisdom and the knowledge that comes from your word through the interpretation of your spirit. Thank you that you did not leave us as orphans but you did send your Holy Spirit, the comforter, the guide, the helper, who is able to lead us into all truth. You didn't just leave us a book, but you sent us a person. And we thank you for the person of the Holy Spirit. And so as we sit before you these days, we pray, Holy Spirit, that you will reveal yourself, reveal the Son and the Father to us. 
as we examine our hearts, as we examine our lives in order to adjust, in order to correct that which is wrong in our lives. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.